0: Welcome to The Awkward Stare, where Arlene, Natasha, and Jahan take a long, awkward look at life and deep dive into all manner of subjects. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And if you like what you hear, please share with some friends and follow us for more content like this. We always love hearing from you all, so you can either slide into our DMs at The Awkward Stare Podcast on Instagram, or you can send us an email at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. So this episode goes out to all our 80s babies who are slowly stepping into their 40s. Let's get into it. So I'm going to just ask everyone, how are they doing on this lovely Sunday? It is Sunday while we tape, but it's gonna be Tuesday when you're listening. So doing all right,
1: hanging in. Had a bit of a rough um, past few days, but much better today.
0: This this week was
2: rough. I am contemplating a lot of things in my life right now, so it's kind of has taken uh, up a lot of my mental capacity. But I feel a lot better today, though just I work a lot of hours and I'm big on like work-life balance and um also you know I'm a I'm a very introverted person there's certain things that I don't like to do um and I recognize this in myself I recognized this in myself uh a while ago where it's like so I do inside sales right but there's certain things I don't like doing like cold calling or like going into people's businesses and things like that and setting up awkward conversations. And cause I feel like you put yourself in, I don't know, it's just not natural for me. It's, it, to me, it just feels, it doesn't feel genuine and, and it, it's kind of going against my, my spirit. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know if this is a challenge for me to step into this or it's like, all right, now I gotta, uh, maybe start looking for a, something different because on top of me having to work all these hours right because i work out i work all these hours i have customers who come in so i have to deal with the customers who come in i have to deal with customers over the phone i have to deal with quotes i've deal with all this other stuff on top of that it's like now i'm being asked to cold call customers and it's like conflicting and driving me crazy so i'm like i work all these hours i don't even have five minutes sometimes to go to the bathroom. And you want me to take that five minutes to start cold calling people and I work in a retail, you know, kind of environment. Like that was not what was told to me when I signed up for this. I'm like, it's, it's starting to mess with me. It's pissing me off. And I don't, I, I have to go through that internal, all right, how do I fix this? What, where, where am I? Where am I going now? What is the new move? Because I feel like sometimes you get put into these situations to, to birth something new. So just going through that uncomfortable spot right now.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Sorry you're dealing with that. I can definitely understand how jobs can be, um, they can overdo it to make it, keep it simple. So
0: like I'm not a robot. I'm
2: not a robot. That's, that's what I don't like. I don't like feeling like I'm being treated like I'm a robot. And I'm a human being, <laughs> like, not a robot. That
1: was something they're overstepping a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's becoming this. And then, like, the competitive, like, they say Pisces have, like, an inner competitiveness inside, and maybe we do. I'm a Pisces. My birthday's coming up. Um, but it's like, I don't like competitive environments. I don't like that. I don't. I don't do well under that kind of pressure because now it's like I'm not doing it because I want to or because I love what I'm doing or because I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing. I'm doing it because I need to make numbers and I need to, you know, look good for something. it's like I'm not trying to move up. You know what I'm saying? Like we had this conversation in the careers thing. Like I have no interest in becoming a manager or becoming a star, superstar salesperson and like have no if if it happens naturally. I I I'm more grateful for that than me having to be like, Alright, now I have to come up with this call list and call these customers and see if they need anything and how they're doing and blah 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 and start this fake ass conversation that I really don't want to start. I don't know. First world problems, I guess.
0: I totally get that. Um I mean I, I, I can see how that could be um challenging. You can also not do it. <laughs> And, um, I've had a, a similar situation and I just was like, this is not something that's natural. I'm not, I'm not going to go about calling people. That doesn't make sense. Like reaching out and having this salesy conversation. Um, so I mean, that's also something that you could just say, you know what? I'm going to do the best I can with the time I have while also because we just had this conversation, making sure I'm. Taking care of myself, you know, on on a previous podcast episode. But um, just making sure you're taking care of yourself, and then whatever you can do, you can do, so that you don't feel the pressure. And maybe you will feel like I really like this customer, so I'm going to reach out to them and see if they need anything. So it's more of a natural thing rather than mental acrobatics to come up with this thing to fit into like what it's what it means to be a good employee. You doing it, you doing what you can do that feels natural to you so that you can be that, that person. And, you know, maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's not what they want, but also then, you know, that you need to find some place where it's more in alignment with who you are as a person.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's where I'm like, cause then like having to start over again and all that stuff is kind of causing a conflict, but I'll figure it out. I trust, you know, I trust the process. Even when I'm in an uncomfortable place, I still trust the process. So we'll see what happens.
0: I'm digging at
1: my last, my last position. <laughs> and it was all about numbers. Like it was about how many, you know, what businesses you helped open that month or whatever. My numbers were always shit. But what I know I did do was develop really good relationships with the people that I did help. And I didn't always put numbers into the, the the database because it was like, I don't, it's not really how I capture my worth <laughs> at, this, at this work that I do. So I just didn't, my numbers weren't always great but the people that I helped, they still reach out to me years later. So it's like, that's for me what felt better than me just trying to like, you said I gotta do, hit this number,
0: why?
2: It's also, it's also like, yeah, that's what they're doing. It's like, okay, now you everybody's looking at these numbers. Like, whereas before, I wasn't looking at numbers, and I had made top three, you know, margin in the company. I didn't need the top five, and I was like number three. I didn't even know that. You know why? Because I, I don't care about that. I care about doing my job the best that I can. If you want me to do my job, I'm gonna do that. So if my margins are good, freaking awesome. That's excellent, you know. But if it wasn't, then it's was like, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't care either way you know, but now they're like, oh, well, now you got to push this, this stuff and this, this line and tell them it's on sale and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why do I have to push this product that I don't really even like? Or if a customer doesn't want that, why am I doing that? When I can, from having a conversation with them, I can tell, okay, this isn't a good product for you. Now I have to force something on a cut. Like I, I don't want someone to do that to me. I want someone to to sell me if I'm going to buy something, sell me the best thing that is for me and in my situation, not because I need to get rid of this and I need to, you know, now we're going to start doing a competition of who can sell the most of this particular thing. And I'm like, that, that product is shit. Like,
0: I think that you like what, well, I don't, I don't know, but what would make you feel like what would be the best? What do you think would be the best option? Like we could say whatever you know what I mean? But what do you think is going to be best for you?
2: I don't know. I don't know what the best option is. That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, am I going to, like we were just talking about this. Am I going to keep job hopping and is it going to be the same situation at every job or like what would be the best thing for me to do? I don't, you know, I'm just trying to figure that out or to stay where I am and just make the best of it because I am a person that tries to, be okay in every situation that they're in no matter what it is but just trying to figure i don't know i'm trying to figure that out right now
0: well i guess give it time and i know you'll come up with the answer that's best for you over the time period or universe always
2: i trust kinda, yeah, so I'm saying. the universe is gonna bring some i i fully trust that like i fully trust that this is just we we have to go through all of these like moments of growth in life and beautiful things come from rough environments sometimes. So this is just like another breaking out of the cocoon phase. It's just another transition. I'm Mm -hmm. like fully accepting of these things in life now. Like it's even though I, I, I'm, I'm complaining or contemplating. I'm still like, all right, I I know this is going to be, I, you know something that's gonna lead me to something better. So just keep trusting what it is, and and keep doing the work. And and when I feel pushed and motivated to do something, then I'll do it.
0: Because
2: you know that's just how I operate.
0: You already know how you how you're gonna go about it. I think that that's the best thing. If you if you know if you feel called to do something, you should go go about it how you need to go about it. Just in light of getting the episode started. Um, can you start us off with a crystal and in, intention for the, for this one?
2: <laughs> All right, so uh, the crystal healing and intention. I'm gonna in light of what what we were just talking about, which is transition and growth and you know this episode is about us uh, you know stepping into a new chapter in our lives. Botswana Agate is known as a stone of change. It helps one to see positive in the ebbs and flow of your day today. Like all other Agates, also known as a stone of strength and protection. So I think this is a good one uh, to set the intention for the day, uh, for our our episode and, and for our growth.
0: Cool. Thank you for that. Let's start off with this. Let's go back um and say you know oh, let, let's start off with this you both are turning 40 this year Natasha and Arlene um I have a good what two years left um on the clock shut the fuck up on oh, it's running <laughs> <laughs> there's no you know time you know what Johan yeah y'all you, can you, y- 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 come get me later um it's you know I'll
2: turn in forty a little bit when you're when you're closer.
0: (laughs) But um, I just wanted to um, so we we decided to do this episode just in in celebration of of that milestone. I wanted to start off with, or we can start off with this. What did you wish you knew like twenty years ago that you are learning now? What a big fucking question. Um, I'm cursing a lot today. I'm gonna try to. (laughs) (laughs)
2: i think we earned the right to
1: curse (laughs)
2: put some years into this planet
1: you know i thought hard about this question because i'm like i i feel like when i hear this question it often makes me often makes me feel like if i knew this 20 years ago i wouldn't be the person that i am today so the only thing that i would say maybe is that i wished i paid attention more and I wish I was willing to accept the fact that I didn't know everything because I didn't. And I thought I did. I thought I knew everything and I was just moving through the world. And, and partially it's good because it's confidence. And then the other end is like, if you think you know everything, then you're not learning from anybody else. And that, that wasn't helpful. Um, so I learned a lot of things the hard way when it didn't have to be, but I would say that. So I guess that's more on the mental spiritual side and like physically i wish i um didn't take for granted the fact that my skin um well first i have eczema so i was always hyper aware of what was going on with my skin um and i wish i put more energy into it then um and and now my skin is fine it's just that you know i got now i have adult acne um out the blue uh and so i'm struggling with that but It's a good thing that I already started some of those, um, practices, but I wish I was better about it then because I never had acne before. I never got it when I was a teenager or anything like that. So I never had to deal with that. So it was kind of something that I just, I was like, I don't have to worry about that. Eczema is enough. And I just wish I just took more, pay more attention to like my face and, um, caring for that as well. So I would say that's a physical thing, but those two things, you know, paying attention and, and, um, Uh, being more willing to learn and accept that I don't know everything. And then also on the other end, something physical is like my skincare routines, also paying attention to the other things I wasn't paying attention to just because I had eczema. That was my focus and not, you know, other aspects of skincare, which I think are important.
2: Yeah. All my experiences brought me to the person I am today. You know, there's not a lot I would change. I mean, I, if there are things that I wish I knew and, and was more mindful of in my twenties, it's just caring less about what other people think and loving myself more. Um, caring for for myself a little bit more, um, and and not trying to do quick fixes and stuff like that. Just caring more about my mental and physical health. Um, also, speaking my my truth, no matter what. Um, I've always been very opinionated, I must say, but um, sometimes you, you go along to get along. And I think I've reached a point in my life where where it's like, got to pick and choose when I do that. Um, but before it's like, I used to be very uh, timid and quiet about certain things. Um, so I wish I was more, you know, speaking my truth more. And also, um, I wish I didn't act like I knew it all. It's <laughs> just like, you know, Tasha, you think, you know, you like in your twenties, you think, you know, right. You think you have life figured out. And then in your thirties is for me was like, when I realized I don't have shit figured out, I don't know shit. Um, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So I wish I was a bit more humble in that aspect. Um, But yeah, I mean, can't change it. So I am where I am now. I think, um, you know, getting older has has made me better. So, yeah,
1: I just want to add to what Arlene said. That part about speaking your truth is very true for me. Also, it's like I didn't always tell the truth, not to myself or to other people. And I used to make up stories about because that's how I thought people would love me and accept me. So I used to make up stories. And so I wish I didn't do that. It puts you in a position where it makes you feel like nobody's going to figure you out or because I thought I was so, I just knew. I figured nobody would figure me out. But I think people figured, like they saw right through that shit. Like all the stories I was willing, I was telling people could probably see through that shit. So um, I wish I didn't do that because it also restricted me and hindered me in a way that made me feel like now I got to remember all the stories that I told <laughs> about who I am. And yeah, having to unlearn um, those habits over the years um, was challenging because it becomes such a norm um, just to make shit up because that's what you want it to be, but I wasn't that, so.
0: I would ask um, two questions, um, two follow-up questions. Tashi you said, you mentioned like um, knowing what you knew, but thinking that you knew everything or whatever, you felt like it was confidence was it confidence or arrogance um and like yeah I would say that um and then Arlene you said that you're you know wish that you had taken care of your physical and mental health um how are you doing that now and how are you speaking your truth now um it was probably arrogance because I feel like I'm working on my confidence now
1: and confidence is something that it's it's more refined. Arrogance is simply um, arrogance is is probably what it was. It was more like I know everything. You ain't got to tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. And so here I am doing me kind of thing. So it's probably more arrogance than anything else. Yeah. Confidence, I feel like is a is a level of maturity where arrogance doesn't maturity. Maturity does not exist in arrogance. And I, and I was definitely not mature.
2: Uh. Taking care of my mental health and physical health now is more, uh, meditating. Um, I meditate every day. Of course, I always say this, uh, being kind to myself, you know, not being so harsh on myself if there's something that I feel I could have done better. Just being kind and patient with myself in this process because we're all trying to figure it out. Um. I take care of my physical health by, you know, going to the gym. And it actually helps. In turn, it helps me mentally as well. Because even though I'm doing something that's really hard at times, and it feels excruciatingly painful sometimes, you know, um, I feel accomplished when I leave the gym. I feel like I tackled something and, may you know, today my, I maybe didn't do it to the best of my ability, but I still did it, you know, and tomorrow will be better. So that's something that I feel like helps me a lot. It helps me a lot with discipline um, because I was not very disciplined in my life growing up. well in my 20s and very well into my 30s I was not disciplined at all not no discipline no discipline even though I would I would try I would always buckle under under the uh temptations and 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 uh laziness so i'm a lot more disciplined and you know if i make a commitment i stick to it and i do things even when I don't feel like it sometimes and then I when I don't feel like it and I feel like I'm excruciatingly exhausted, I listen to my body and then I you know I don't do anything. But yeah, that's what I'm doing now to uh to help myself. And it was something that I was always doing, but I would always lose focus, quit, give up, you know, I'd eat, overeat, um, I struggled a lot with uh with eating cuz I would overeat and then you know and drink a lot and all that stuff. Now I've I've gotten myself to a place where I'm pretty I eat with intention, not for pleasure. Um I eat to feed my stomach cuz I'm hungry, not cuz I'm anxious or or bored. Uh things like that. You know, it's 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 been a work in progress, but I I feel like now at 40, almost 40, I've gotten to a place where I wish that I could have been at in my 20s, because I feel like I would be even, like, way better now in my 40s.
0: But, yeah. Thank you for that. I guess I should, should I answer the question? You should absolutely answer. I was going to ask. Um I guess you know what. There's so many things I I would have changed. Honestly, I mean, like people say that they wouldn't have been the person that they were if I was completely happy with my life. I would be like, oh, I would have changed anything, but I'm not, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm going to be honest with, on that end and say, no, I'm not completely happy with my life. I know that life is a process. I've made choices that I wanted to make, um, but one thing I wish that I had known that I'm learning now is. Uh When it comes to career, I should have I think I should have been more strategic when I when I started college. Like, I know that you're going to change. I changed majors and all that stuff. But I wish I had also joined some professional organizations. I wish I had known about them, actually, because I don't think I knew about them. And I wish I had um done a better job at keeping in touch with people um, and keeping in touch with my network. Um, and and being able to one thing I'm learning is how to um not be so scared to um create relationships with people um and you know that's one thing I had wished I had learned back then um not not necessarily because of my courage just because I it would have been good for me to to learn to learn those things, um, back in the day. Oh yeah. And I wish I had known how to stand my ground with people. I was just always so like accommodating. I've always been accommodating to a lot of different people in my life. And so I wish I had learned that a long time ago. Um, just standing my ground and, you know, knowing my worth, um, having some self-esteem cause I'm just learning that now. I've been learning that for a, a couple of years, good, good, couple years but um yeah just building my confidence and knowing that these are the things i want and standing my ground and just being okay with people not being in my life um just because because if, if i'm standing my ground this is what i want for my life and yada 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 and this is how i want to be treated um and it's within reason it shouldn't be a problem for that other person you know friend whatever that the relationship was i feel like if it's within reason and it shouldn't be a problem. But if I have to always acquiesce, that's the word that I use the word, right? Um, to others, demands at, at the expense of myself. It's not a good relationship. This is also all of a sudden toxic. So I would say those things.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that answer. Um, interestingly enough, um, the, this is twice um, youngins, youngsters in their 20s have reached out to me on LinkedIn uh, about like, career advice. And I'm like, why the fuck are all reaching out to me? That's first, that's their problem. But <laughs> what I did say was to both of them was about that, just that professional organizations and how much that's helped me in the past, just five years that I've been
0: mm-hmm.
1: a part of professional organizations. And I do agree. I wish I knew that when I was younger. And I don't think either one of them even thought of that as a thing. But I feel like the the younger um Children have access. Children—they're not children. These emerging adults have access to things like LinkedIn, where they can reach out to somebody who they don't even know. And those of those of us who are actually willing to have conversations with them, um, they're lucky because they get to have access to information that they may not have access to within their own circle. And I wish I did have that. I will say that because I wish I was a part of organizations and networking in in the ways that exist now. Because it's 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 been it's been it's, it's eye opening and very different experience when you're in these kinds of organizations for your career. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that.
0: It's essential. I think that, um, you know, I think uh, one professor had said, oh, you should go to conferences, but not. And you should present at conferences, but uh, not in, in the way that, oh, do they have a student arm of this organization? Join the organization. This is how you get to the conference without having to pay. This is, so I wish I had known those things in undergrad, but I think that, um, yeah, I mean, that's that was also upon me to not be scared to bridge the gap, to have relationships with the professors in my school. Um, whereas I've always been a weirdo <laughs> in that way where I was just always um, scared to speak to people. Um, so now I'm just like trying to work myself out of that um fear of and i'm I'm still working on
1: that yeah it always felt like um professors were out out of reach but i would always see other students going up to the professors and having conversations like they friends and shit and i'm like what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. (laughs) what is this here and i think that's what helped some students though because they were able to connect with professors and they were able to professors were able to connect them to their network and Mm -hmm. they got access that you know if you didn't do that you just went a different route (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, I appreciate that that she said that. So. so, what are we afraid of uh, when we're thinking about getting older? I mean, afraid is like that hard word, but it doesn't even have to be afraid, but concerned about or whatever. Not being balanced, not being balanced, and like feeling like because I'm getting older,
1: um, I can't do this or I can't do that. And I know people always say, it's, "You know, why I get up in the morning, my leg hurts and my arm hurts," and I'm like, I don't feel that, and I want to continually be healthy and not I don't want to be sickly I don't want to feel like I'm falling apart I think that's what if if the word afraid could be applied to anything it's that I people make me feel like you're going to get older and you're going to start feeling like you're going to fall apart and that's what I'm afraid of I don't want to feel like that and I think if anything that's what I'm afraid of feeling like I'm falling apart and I don't feel like that which is another reason why like when I'm about to say that I gotta get you saying that I'm 40 um it it makes me feel like shit I don't I don't want to fall apart um so just trying to not overextend myself where one at one point I'm trying to prove that I'm still healthy and I'm still youthful and whatever. And I'm doing all the things that I feel like will keep me young or even if it's mentally (laughs) young. Um, But then on the other end, you know, overdoing it and saying I'm only going to eat carrots Monday, Wednesday and Fridays. And then I'm only going to eat broccoli or, you know, the other days. It's like I don't want to I don't want to do that. I want to still be able to enjoy myself And feel like I'm living my life without feeling like, am I taking a risk and I'm going to fall apart tomorrow because I'm 40? Like that's I think that's my fear. Just not being able to manage the balance that I have now and continue to feel like I'm not falling apart. I'm fucking fine. (laughs) I'm just I'm just fine. I'm probably feeling I feel more healthy now and more in shape and more um, balanced now than in my 30s or throughout my earlier 30s, or even my 20s. And I ran track in in, in college. So, and when I did that, my coach was like, you can't eat like this and then come and run. And I'm like, I absolutely do, sir. And I absolutely continue to, and I will. And he's like, cuss me all the time. But I wasn't balanced then. I would do whatever the fuck. I would eat potatoes and then try to sprint. Me throwing up, you know, like shit like that. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm falling apart. So I feel like I'm balanced now. And I just want to kind of keep that.
2: Yeah, same. I I feel like I just want to be the best version of myself I could possibly be. So, um, any fears? I don't really want to like or being afraid of anything. I don't really want to give energy to anything that I I would could possibly manifest. <laughs> so, I'm not. Um, I don't really fear too much. I, I my biggest fear. Any anyway that the biggest. Concern would be um, not having the freedom to do the things that I want to do, and maybe falling back into any old habits. Like I really try not to, and sometimes if 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 I do or whatever, then I you know I'm forgiving to for myself and I I am aware of it and I try to do better. But I guess just not um, being limited and or feeling limited in the way that I. Want to live my life? I don't. That's that's my only concern. Or things that are not in my control, which I shouldn't even care about.
0: But yeah, that's it. Mm, thank you. I guess afraid, as I said, was a is a harsh word, but um, I would say yeah, definitely a concern. It's funny that we mentioned this. We were having a conversation with Tina, um, which I already. Maybe I would have already listened to this episode. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> after we finished recording, we were having a conversation and it came up. Um, I am concerned about like not having enough for retirement. I'm working on that um, that concern. So it's not like I'm putting the work in so that I don't have to be concerned about that. Let's just say that. Um, so that's one thing. I think another thing is just that I... Um, I have said this many times on this podcast, how I, I I'm focused on having like a dope life because I haven't met um, my life partner yet. And I don't want to worry about that too much. I don't want to worry about like not meeting my life partner. So I just want to put my energy into living a dope life. However, I do desire partnership. So um, and I do want to, you know, have an offspring or uh, want to adopt a child. So that we can raise that child together. Sometimes it it comes up in my head. Like what if, you know, even though like I've come up with this plan about like living this life that I created on my own, I do still desire that. So it's kind of like, what if you don't ever, sometimes I'm not going to lie. It gets, it's like, oh damn, I'm about to be 38. I'm about to be 40. Like, when is that going to happen? I try not to think too much about it because it's like, I've already been told He's on his way. He's coming. So I try not to worry about that too much. But, you know, sometimes it does come up in my head. And um, so I'm not like (laughs) immune to like feeling like maybe it won't. But I don't want to think like that because, you know, I'm human. But I I do have moments like that. So what I'm saying is I believe that it's going to happen. But at the same time, I do have moments where I'm just like, "Mm, maybe... And yeah, and then I guess the third thing, big thing is just like not accomplishing all my goals, but I try to keep that balance for myself and just like keep on going with the process of whatever it looks like right now, enjoying what I'm doing to get to those places that I'm trying to go to instead of like focusing on the what ifs. So even in the whole partnership thing, the whole retirement thing, the whole, just trying to enjoy like getting there and creating things for myself.
1: I think it's natural to, even though you, you, you can see that there's options or there's other ways to do a thing. I think it's natural to feel like, but that thing over there is really what I want. I'm not, I can't, I can't forget about it. So I think it's natural to feel like, yeah, you want partnership. Not, not you on pressure. You, yeah, you could be okay without partnership, but you really want partnership and That's that's fair. That's that's natural. And I think also just being a human being, um, it's one of the ways that you really want to connect. And I think that's fair. You don't have to. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, is my point. And about the retirement, what um, and not to it's not to uh, make fears worse, but it's interesting because I have a friend who's older, um, an older woman whose parents died. One was like 101, and the other one was like 100 or something like that. Either way, they died. Like, she had to help them because they ran out of retirement money because people are living longer. And I think that I read an article recently also that kind of confirmed what, she, what her parents went through, where people are living much longer. And no matter how much money they made, I think her dad was a dentist and her mom was, I don't remember what her mom did, but like they had money, but like they ran out of money i think the system kind of that currently exists doesn't allow for thinking about long-term living so i think we also not only just within the system that currently exists for our retirement we have to think of other ways to make sure that we're saving for the times where we don't plan on making a regular income or um a steady income the way we're making one now working and getting paid every two weeks or whatever so i think putting in the work now uh, or the energy into looking at that makes sense because you don't know how long you're going to live. Um, and just thinking about her parents, how long they lived and how, you know, they needed help from their children, um, their child. I mean, she was the only child, but she is the only child. Um, how she had to help them. It is something definitely to to think about for sure. So, so all, also like a relevant and solid concern, not concern, because it's not... You got time to work on it. It's just, yeah, you all do. But yeah, something to definitely think about. I don't know how to get that word out.
0: <laughs> no, I de- definitely. And we're going to be like working till we're like 90 anyway, right? So I mean, <laughs> right. So I mean, whatever. I it's whatever. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, you know, putting some thought into it. I wish I had, I should have said that in, in, in what what you wish you had known at 18, because at 18, if I had put some money into, like my father- always daddy said always said to like learn about investment learn about investment and I was just like I was interested I just never wanted to put the time and the energy into it and if I had done that at 18 I would have been well off um but I did not um so that's another thing I'm like I wish I had known and instead of like I don't know what I was doing what I was focused on wasn't (laughs) but then who how would I have known right
1: um I think that's one of the things too, though. I feel like we talk about this. We spoke about this in the, in the careers episode, but I feel like that's why also for me, it's also about doing things that I enjoy doing. And no matter how old I am, I'm I want to enjoy doing that. And if I can find a way to get paid for, for doing that the thing that I enjoy while in whatever the retirement age is, because I don't know that I really, for me personally, I don't know that I really need to retire, but What I really need to do is just be enjoying what I'm doing. And so if I'm doing something that I enjoy doing, even if I'm doing it two hours and getting a paycheck from it two hours a week and getting paycheck from it, that will be great. And then I feel like there's also no need for me to worry as much about making sure that I'm stockpiling money because I won't be doing anything that'll bring in money mm-hmm. at the time. Then I feel like then it's fine because I will always have something coming to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that this goes along with, with just feeling like whatever I'm doing, I have to be able to enjoy it. And I wanna be able to do it for as long as I wanna do it for you know, I look at my mom and who every now and again, she works, but she enjoys doing that. You know, she works for like three months at a time and then she'll just chill and do whatever. And she enjoys that. She doesn't mind doing it. And I think that's important, too. So. If I enjoy doing the thing, and I could continue to get paid for it and do it whenever I feel like it. And the concern also isn't there And my mind is active enough and it helps, you know, keep the mind active. And, you know, what is it? What is it? What is the harm?
0: Yeah, I I think that that that's that's all the thing like just getting to that's why I want to get get my career together or whatever because um I do do want to do something that you know that I think is um that is fulfilling so I don't feel like <clears throat> I'm dragging myself to out of bed in the morning or dragging myself to work and just feeling an emptiness so uh, what are you looking forward to when when you think about 40 and beyond?
1: I just look forward to like life's unfolding, like whatever that looks like. I'm excited to see what more, just like I am with every birthday. Like I'm just looking forward to more and more experiences and, and stories and more of life because I'm here and I'm healthy um, and I just want to continue to to experience life and not really worry about too much. Um, Yeah. It's really, really, for me, it's really that simple.
2: Yeah. Same. I just want to live and enjoy my experiences. Like, you know, if I meet someone, if, you know, not putting too much pressure on a lot of things too, like I really don't put a lot of pressure into the things I used to put into if I, if I meet someone or whatever, that I'm not expecting that to be like, oh, you know, we're going to get married and have babies and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care about that shit anymore. I just want to enjoy the moments and let life happen and trust that I've already put out there what I wanted, which, you know, to travel more. And, and I did want to have offspring as well, but part of me now is questioning that, like, do I really want that? I don't know. I don't think so, you know, just just enjoying life and, and, and taking it as it comes and, and allowing things to happen as they happen and, and uh, creating memories, things like that. Like, I don't really have any grandiose thing. Enjoying life, enjoying the moments good bad the ugly enjoying all of it
0: that's it yeah totally that's cool um what how did you all get to that point where you just like oh i just want to enjoy the joy just what's coming and
2: for me getting to that point is realizing that none of it really matters like what matters is the 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 memories you create what matters is the is the is the process, what matters is those experiences that you're going through at the moment because tomorrow isn't promised to anybody. I mean, you want to live, ideally you do want to live another 40, 50 years, right? But that's not guaranteed to anyone. So focusing more so on the now and, my and what's happening in the present moment as opposed to having to to reach an end goal so that I can enjoy life. Just enjoy it now because it's not promised. My dad died at 59 of colon cancer and he busted his ass. He saves money. He bought a house. He bought a car he bought all the things that he thought he was gonna retire with and colon cancer took his life and he didn't get to enjoy it and he had to pass it on and he didn't get to enjoy the house that he bought. He didn't get to enjoy the car that he bought. He didn't get to do any of that. We So I, that, that's a, a lesson that I learned a very, you know, when he passed away was just enjoying the moments because none of it is promised. Even if you work for it, it's not promised. You can't control it. So
1: I'm not sure when I came to this point, but I guess the the thing that I can say is when I realized that I have things that I wanted to experience in life and I just, I didn't know what I was waiting for. Um, so I just stopped waiting. And am I doing everything that I want to now? No, but I also understand that some things are opportunity costs, as they call them. <laughs> And I think it's economics um, where I have to forego forgo certain things now to, to, uh, for later because I have to do something else now and I don't have time for it all. And I'm one person. And um, I think I started saying this earlier, but yesterday so for the past few weeks, I've been struggling between school, uh, work challenges uh, and then like just personally just wanting to have time to myself and just kind of not having any of it. So I was in Costco yesterday and nearly had a breakdown because I realized like something came up where I realized, I mean, I get like another day of waking up late. Like I couldn't do it. And it's been like, it was as of yesterday morning, it was like 15 days of having to wake up with an alarm, just had to wake up early to either go to work, go to school, you know, do work or do, do recording or whatever. It's just, it was just a lot. And I was in Costco and I was just like, oh, my sister my uncle, my older sister, and she just like left me because she was just like, you need a minute to see yourself. I was like, take a minute and calm down. And so when I calmed down and then after I got home, I was like, okay, Natasha, you need to rethink how you're thinking about things and reassess. And in that reassessment, I realized I really, really hardened myself. And I know this already. It's just that I was a, I was not in the moment. I could not get past that that feeling. So I say all this to say that sometimes in the present moment, you need to do whatever you need to do. That's a wake up call. And that thing was a wake up call to me that you, you can just do things differently. You know, like you could just switch it up at any moment that you fucking want to. And so that's what I'm learning to do day by day. Like I'm going to switch it up. I don't have to do any fucking thing. And, and that was just like a reminder to me yesterday was a reminder to me that you can do anything that you want to do whenever you fucking want to do it. And that's it. And so that's like my, my reminder once again, that You can be present if you want to be present. You could be aware as you want to be. But if you really aren't practicing it, the universe is going to tell you and give you that wake up call and give you that nudge. And so I don't want to be nudged no more. (laughs) I just want to constantly be in that frame of mind to say, I'm just going to live my life because if I say I want to have experiences and I say I want to do all these things and I say, I can't say it and not do it and then just put pressure on myself to move in a way that's not natural to me. I can't say there's one point, but I think I'm constantly getting the nudges, uh, when I forget to be present. Um, and then I forget to be aware of what I'm doing and saying when I forget the universe is not let me forget. So I'm trying to <laughs> decrease the amount of nudges that I get. So I just want to constantly, uh, be in the practice of looking for the experience, not looking for it rather, but going through life, having the experiences and, um, acknowledging them and appreciating them as they come. If that makes sense, I'm sorry, I went all over the place, but yeah
0: yeah that's that that makes sense so what would a wor- what does a world where we all accepted getting older look like to you uh,
2: worlds I've already accepted getting older <laughs> um but I guess everybody if if everyone was accepting of of becoming older, I think things would be a bit more, I don't know, uh, peaceful, you know. I and mean, because a lot of times getting older, I think for for some people, it's more about it the aesthetics, you know, you're changing, your hair is getting white, the skin's starting to sag, and, and then they start doing the Botox and stuff like that. So maybe just a being accepting of of who you are and accepting of the process, everybody would, would be more accepting of the, of the journey. Yeah. So I think for me, this is a more cohesive world where everyone is just happy with who they are, happy with the process, happy with the experiences and, and continuing to grow and continuing to love their life.
1: Um, so a world that we're accepting getting older, um, there'll be more respect for life. And for, and for the moments that we that we have um, a more, a more of a respect for the human body, bi- well, not the human body, but just the body just generally, because I think um, getting older um, should be honored. I know in some cultures being older, the older you are, the more revered or honored you are, it's supposed to have certain kinds of wisdom, whatever. And I think that a world that, that, that uh, honors, uh, getting older would do that. But I think more broadly, I think that there's something to be said for um, a world that puts more energy into preventive care as opposed to like curative care. Um, I think about that because it's like we could go to the doctor all day long. Um, but the best thing would be if we're making sure that we're staying healthy and not like trying to treat a thing because something came up, we could have avoided it if we just put more energy into preventive care and I think especially in this country we don't put enough energy or time and people don't have the the means to um explore preventive care in whatever form that may look like so I think in a world where we care more about um except in getting older that we're all going to get older it's just natural part of life we we put more energy into um like sustainable healthcare systems
0: thank you um I guess a world where every we all accepted getting older would be a world where every age was, it was okay to be, you're never too young. You're never too old to make a change, to make a flip, you know, every age is respected. Um, I think that right now in the culture we live in, it's just like, you have to make, there's always all this pressure to create something now when you're young. And when you're older, it's not like then, as fondly to make some kind of changes and shifts and and to do directions, so you feel kind of you, you're 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 there's all these supposed to's in life. You're supposed to do this. You're not supposed to dress like this. There's all these rules, whereas there wouldn't be so many rules, and people will just be able to show up how they want to show up. And as Arlene said, have the process, just enjoy the process of life, because you know I think that there's freedom in just like well, I'm here now um it seems like my spirit is calling me somewhere else and just letting my spirit call me in that direction and being okay with that and understanding that we're all going to you know make changes over time and being okay with the changes people make um yeah just okay with all of it like your inner work as you get older um but also that wouldn't put so much pressure on your external version of yourself where you're just yeah, things happen. Like you're going to get gray. Um, you're going to your skin is not going to be as um, taut as it used to be. And being okay with that as well. But also, it's just what I've learned. Uh, what I'm le- what I'm seeing is that even young people are getting Botox and getting the fillers and stuff like that to look like. Um, but what they their version of what they think a person is supposed to look like. But it's a filter. Um, so. I think that, you know, that comes with also accept, like let, allowing people to show up as themselves and c- continuously show up as themselves, even though they're, they're shifting and changing externally and internally. And, that, and their goals might change and their vision of what they thought life was going to be might change, but accepting it all. And um, more stories about finding success later in life would be nice. <laughs> That's always nice to hear um but yeah that's that's what I would think
1: I appreciate those those articles you sent about um people who achieve success later in life um in their 50s and so on I felt like when I was younger and I would hear stories about like kids who are like 15 graduating college and I was just like fuck y'all and now I just (laughs) I feel the same way like now it's just like you have the the ability to do that and I'm not saying it's easy for them to do that but it's like it's always amazing to me to hear about when somebody's older and they just got their degree at 85 or something like that like you sat through school and you had the attention <laughs> to sit mm-hmm. through classes to get that degree okay that's admirable to me and I think that
0: yeah.
1: that's not appreciated as much in this society it's always like the afterthought mm-hmm. but I do appreciate hearing about when people are older and getting things done or achieving something new that that's unexpected of 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 people in certain age ranges mm-hmm. um so yeah i i agree like you can do anything at any time i could i can wear a mini skirt if i fucking want to i'm like Mar- mariah carey people talk about mariah carey how she dresses and like i never had a problem with the way she dresses She like didn't she didn't dress her age what the fuck does that mean that she needs to wear a turtleneck up to her neck and like a long dress to the floor and boots that cover her whole body up why because she's in her fifties, I don't understand. Like I didn't know, I never got that. Let her do what the hell she wants to do. Let any woman at any age or any man at any age dress the way they fucking want to. Although I do judge, and I probably shouldn't, <laughs> you know, guys who are in their forties and fifties wearing fitted caps and shit. It annoys me, but also I have to remember that they grew up in those times. I was their clothing literally when we were growing up, so it's going to be natural that they're gonna wear it um like things like that I, I also have to remove my own
0: biases from yeah. the men from
1: the men because I don't do it to women but I do it to
0: men yeah I hear you the same I think that um it's easy it, like I don't like, I don't know if it's easy but it's like we we've come to a point where we think that people should be the way we constructing our minds like how they should be or how they should behave or you shouldn't go to these parties you shouldn't do this or what so it's like um just let people live their lives and enjoy it however they yep. want to enjoy it um but it's the same with when it comes to those stories of people fighting whatever they deem as success at us at an older age it's like it's more about perseverance like they've learned how to persevere through everything that they've gone through because they have a story um and it's cool like when when you're young and you you become um a prodigy I'm sure I think it's a it's a hard setup for you um and I I don't know I have no idea what it's like to be a prodigy but I put I'm pretty sure it's a hard setup of life but also when you've gone through stuff you had kids and and but you still have a dream and you just you're still going for it and you make it happen for yourself. I, I love those stories as well. So I would say like just allowing people to just to do it and, and not give up. Um, That's really what motivates me. Um, Yeah, but that's what life would look like. Just allowing people to have that space. Before we wrap up, did you? both of you want to talk about like turning 40 and your plans for the next
1: <laughs> next few weeks you go first Arlene since your birthday's
0: coming up for mine. uh that's
2: I think that's what's bugging me is that I'm turning 40 and I, I'm just like I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know. Um, I had plans. I wanted to travel to Costa Rica, but unfortunately that fell through. Can't go. Um, So just thinking, you know, I might go to Texas and spend the weekend there and and just trying to travel more, trying to enjoy, experience more things, trying to do the things I want to do, try to be out more in nature. That's really what I want to do. And and just be financially okay, where I'm not like struggling, you know what I mean? <sighs>
1: um, I'm still planning my birthday. My birthday is in April, so I have a little bit more time. Um, but yeah, I'm planning to go to Puerto Rico probably for my birthday, doing a solo trip for the first time. Um, and I'm excited and nervous about that. Um, but once it's all planned out, I guess I could say more and maybe talk about it after, um, in the next, in a future episode or something. Um, I'm thinking of not going to like San Juan, like where everybody goes and all that shit's happening. Um, a friend from work told me about Culebra, which is a little island off of Puerto Rico. Um, it's like untouched off the grid type situation. And I think I'm going to do that. I do want something low key uh and I want to ease myself into the solo trip thing, so yeah, I think that's probably what I'm gonna be doing um I will be going to Trinidad for a weekend in March, uh which is good and exciting for me uh because I haven't been back home since twenty nineteen and while it's gonna be a quick trip um excited to see family, so i mean pre forty uh is, is, is its own (laughs) journey trying to get to that point where I'm acknowledging, not acknowledging because I've acknowledged the fact that I'm going to be 40, but like, I don't know, really waking up to it. I don't know what the word is, what the proper word is. And then going into 40, you know, with a solo trip sounds, feels right to me. Um, And then, you know, after, once I'm, once I'm fully, fully in that bitch, um, (laughs) we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but um I I feel like turning 40 for me has been or thinking about turning 40 has been a point where I'm just like I don't know if this is what 40 is supposed to feel like I don't know what 40 is supposed to feel like but I also feel like everybody's um feeling about 40 is going to be different um it just feels like people have always said like 40 you you know you start to got these little you know creaks and issues and your body and blah, 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 blah. and i don't feel those things and because i don't feel those things i guess i'm just trying to figure out what is it supposed to feel like people like my parents couldn't even remember that i was turning 40 they were like who the fuck how are you turning 40 um and people who do know they're like you still look like you're in your 20s and i don't know if i care about any of that as much it's just more like how is it that you actually fucking feel and i can't really get the words together about how i feel about it because i don't I feel like I'm looking for somebody to tell me how I'm supposed to feel and I can say no, I don't feel like that or yes, I do feel like that and nobody can <laughs> tell me or help me, so I'm just I feel kind of like like I'm flapping in the wind and I just gotta keep on flapping until my wings get tired.
0: Yep, I hear you. <laughs> well, this is, it's gonna be an exciting couple of weeks and um I'm excited for you all. Um it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a journey. <laughs> but um We'll talk about it because we'll be uh, we'll, taking a few weeks off of taping. And then when we come back, we'll uh, discuss what the updates and stuff. Well, thank you all for listening to The Awkward Um If you like what you heard, please share with some friends and follow us for more content like this. And you can follow us on Instagram at The Awkward Stare Podcast. We love hearing from you all, so don't hesitate to reach out to us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com or DM us at the awkwardstare podcast on Instagram. All right, talk to you soon. Later. Later, y'all.